Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello, I am loading you up with goodness from Patreon because I am currently at Brave, the workshop, doing magical and wonderful things. And so this is another, I don't think anything is for sale. We're talking about the four kinds of tired. I articulate some things that I haven't heard articulated anywhere else in quite this way. And if you feel tired, this is for you. If you don't feel tired, but you would like to stay that way, (laughs) this is also for you couple of ways to work with me. I have three spots left for the year. Uh, two of them are dominatrixing, which you can find at kristenkelp.com slash dominatrix. One of them is for my six-month program, Stay Your Ship. That's at kristenkelp.com slash S-Y-S. Uh, all those are in the footer and in the menu bar at kristenkelp.com. And I'm going to start doing breath work really soon for individuals. So you want to get more information about that, find out a little more at kristenkelp.com slash breathe. And breath work is exactly what it sounds like. You lie down, you breathe with me, we work through some things. If you can both lie down and breathe, you are all set and capable of doing this. So kristenkelp.com slash dominatrix for one-on-one work anywhere in the world. kristenkelp.com slash S-Y-S if you want to work with me for six months, and I'll see you in uh, Santa Monica very soon. And kristenkelp.com slash breathe if you want to find out more about breathwork as those sessions become available. And now, the four kinds of tired. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. Today we're talking the four kinds of exhaustion and how to cure each one. Sometimes one of my favorite things is to really go deep into a thing that everybody just sort of takes for granted, like saying you're tired, and articulating the kinds of tired that you can be and what's meant by that and how to stop it. And especially in this one, the kind of tired number two Perhaps it's been talked about elsewhere, but I don't know that I've had my attention drawn to it. And so I feel like anytime I feel like, ooh, I'm saying something that I don't think is being said in a lot of places, I get really excited. So that's what's happening today. We're talking about tired. And if you're like, I am not tired in any capacity, I feel fucking great, bang, then save this one. You don't have to listen. If you're not tired, you don't need this. And if you're in any capacity feeling tired at any level of your existence, 
then here we go. Like all humans, I often feel tired, but tired is another giant bucket word like busy that can cover a multitude of sins and that most people avoid investigating further. We all accept tired as an excuse for not going to a party or not cleaning the bathroom or not eating anything but takeout and bananas for weeks on end. Sometimes we just need a rest, but sometimes there's more to the tired than others. The ability to articulate the specific kind of tired you're experiencing is the first step in recovering from it, and I should say in allowing other people to help you recover from it. In my estimation, there are four different kinds of exhaustion. There might be more, or you might wish to break each one down further. The goal here isn't to fight about the number of types there are, but to help bring to light which one has got its hooks in you at this very moment, if any, because maybe you're not tired at all, and that's awesome. Tired number one, mental or physical exhaustion. You've just run five miles, or you've been working on spreadsheets all day, and your brain feels like applesauce, or you've had meetings and been juggling a giant-ass to-do list for three, three weeks running. You know how to deal with this type of exhaustion. Get a full night's sleep, hydrate far more than you find necessary, eat foods that are nutritious, hydrate even more. Yeah, we know, Kristen, move on. I hear you. I'm just saying, like, just covering the obvious and laying the groundwork here. We tend to blame all our exhaustion on this physical and mental category, but there are layers of exhaustion we typically don't address. Case in point, scroll tired. So type of tired number two, scroll exhaustion. Scroll exhaustion is the particular exhaustion that comes from scrolling on a screen and from letting your thoughts whirl as you scroll. It's not the screen itself that makes you tired. Looking at a screen to write an article or watch a film or process your music or post your podcast or generally complete a specific task is not the same as scroll exhaustion. Scroll tired comes from internally reacting to clickbait or feeling angry but choosing not to comment on someone's post or comparing yourself to someone you follow on social media or even just taking a look at your inbox and scrolling through looking at messages without responding to any of them. Not that I have ever done that, ever. Scroll exhaustion is a particular kind of exhaustion that is both emotional and mental, but that generally saps you of anything other than the desire to do more scrolling until it's time to leave work, pick up the kids, go to bed, or otherwise move on to the next activity or adjourn for the day. Scroll tired is the fiddling, nagging desire to keep consuming things on screens even when you've passed your mental and emotional bandwidth for processing those things. You're taking in a shit ton of unorganized data, leaping from dog video to political article to best friend update to ad for that shirt you want to photos of the last day of school to news of a friend's vacation, just for example, which your brain processes as data without any further meaning. Your poor brain fries itself trying to connect the dots, but those dots don't have any further meaning. They don't form a constellation or any shape at all. They're just random freaking dots. Thus, an hour of scrolling makes you far more tired than an hour of watching a film or taking a class or mowing the lawn, because each of those tasks carries with it a single objective. Clear objectives keep your energy focused while your brain makes meaning of what's happening in and around it. I want to mow the lawn, I mow the lawn, I have mowed the lawn. Brain does not have to do a whole lot of work there. Scroll tired is the easiest to fix. You know what to do. Stop scrolling. 
You can take further measures and quit Facebook or another social media platform, or you just catch yourself scrolling and put your phone or tablet or laptop down and do something else. No big deal. No nine-part program. Put it down, turn it off, and walk away. Tired number three, emotional exhaustion. I guarantee you've been emotionally exhausted at every funeral you've ever attended. Both fully expressing intense emotions and shoving intense emotions into a tiny ball that you refuse to express take a ton of energy. You might also be emotionally exhausted when your kids have been losing their shit all day long and you've kept your cool. Or you haven't and my god you're about to go to jail for murder. When your partner is driving you absolutely insane but you're trying to be the bigger person. When you've just lost someone you love, or you're fighting with a friend, or you're still pissed about that thing that happened yesterday, and it keeps replaying in your mind. When your clients make seemingly endless demands at all times of the day and night. When you're worried about money, or your business, or your partner, or your health, or your blank, at every minute of every hour, regardless of what's happening around you. Emotional exhaustion isn't necessarily solved by naps and hydration, though I understand the desire to sleep the days away until this whole thing blows over. Emotional exhaustion begs for stability and routine. That means you shower and get dressed even when it's the last thing in the world you want to do. If it's really bad, pay extra attention to grooming and or makeup so you feel particularly attractive as you go about your day. That sounds stupid and shallow, but it's also effective. Regular routine also includes drawing boundaries around consuming the news and social media, which tend to strain your already not-so-stable bits. See scroll exhaustion. We recover from emotional exhaustion more quickly by reconnecting with our bodies. I don't like this either. I would rather be up in my head and ignore my body entirely because bodies smell and they fart and they ache and they get so tired and they need sleep. But Emotions running through the body as sensations are easier to handle than emotions running through the mind as thoughts. Emotion will express itself less as thought, I'm so sad and want to die, for example, and more as sensation, my chest hurts and my shoulders feel heavy and my torso wants to lie still, for as long as you're able to hang out in your physical being. That might mean simply labeling sensations as they happen. That might also mean dancing, working out, having sex, doing some yoga postures, doing some breath work, just taking some deep breaths, or meditating. It can mean saying no, drawing stronger boundaries around your time and energy, and canceling stressful things you don't actually want to do because your body gives you terrible, awful sensations every time you see an email from that person or a text from her. In my case, I am a terrible fucking student because I'm taking a class And it's part one, watch a video, part two, go comment in this forum. And I clicked over to the forum yesterday and there were like 1,638 unread messages. Something like that, somewhere in the, it was between 1,600 and 1,700. I don't want to exaggerate, but it was, oh, it was, uh, and I just, I was just like, no, 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 no. So anytime that your body is not like, this could be challenging, but your body's like, no, 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 no. Part of your job is to listen to that and to be like, oh, my whole body is moving back. My throat tightens. My heartbeat picks up. There's nothing to be gained here. I don't know any of these people. I it's, I'm supposed to do this for the class, but I find it so overwhelming that I can't even begin the ability to between discern between that and just like, well, I'm scared. I'm scared. No, I'm not scared. I'm totally fucking like, no. So just honoring that as it happens. 
if you would like more of this at, at kristenkelp.com, just do it in a little search bar, The Long Journey to the Body. There's parts one and two. They can help you out in that arena. Further, recovering from emotional exhaustion is easier with work that takes place in the physical world and that grounds the body. This is where getting a massage, scheduling an acupuncture appointment, doing breath work, or building a ritual into your daily schedule can help immensely. I know that's, again, really fucking irritating. Like, there are emotions. Why do I have to do this shit in the physical world? I know, but this is the way it is. You can light a candle, say a prayer, schedule a regular workout class to attend this month, go swimming, or bust out the essential oils while you bathe. These methodologies do not solve your emotional problems, but they do help make you feel more capable of handling them on any given day of the week. So the more that you can just be in your body, feel what you're feeling and let it pass through, the faster that storm is going to pass and the easier it's going to be to handle it and the better you're going to look because at least you showered today. Winning all around. Tired number four is soul exhaustion. If you've been feeling all the types of exhausted for a while, you're eventually going to feel like a wet rag covered in old beer that's been left to lie in the sun. Crusty, worn out, and stinky. You might be doing just fine in the physical and scrolling and emotional departments, but you keep feeling empty, worn out, exhausted, unable to articulate what's wrong, but something is most definitely very, very wrong. Soul tired, or Eucharist tired, as Rob Bell calls it, indicates that you've been broken open and poured out and that you're entering a season to recover your equilibrium by refilling your well. Soul tired needs space, stillness, and the willingness to feel whatever you're feeling. Hint, it's probably unpleasant. Sometimes it feels like staring into a void, and you, I, we, will do anything to avoid the void. Recovery from this predicament means you commit to telling the truth about what's happening as it's happening, even when it's sad or confusing or just plain hopeless. You also slow down. Soul soul exhaustion requires soul nutrition. That means you need input, input, and more input. That's what she said episode number four, all about the input, if you need more details about that. Input means making your first priority not just limiting the bad, but actively seeking and taking in the good. Take in art shows and museum tours, books, blogs, humans, talks, classes, teachers, nature, new ways of moving, new ways of being. To recover from being soul tired, you'll have to consume more soul nutrition than you use to create, put out, or plan pieces of your life. Also, this is a pyramid. You can't fix soul tired while you're hungry, thirsty, scrolling, and emotionally exhausted. You can only put the necessary bodily screeny and emotional pieces in place before you're replenishing yourself at a deep level. The other layers have to be in place when you begin to work on being less soul tired and more alive. And typically, I mean, not speaking from any experience on my part whatsoever, typically soul tired is something that you see in hindsight and you're like, oh, that's what was going on. And you do that a few times and it gets worse and worse and worse until you can better identify it in the moment that it's happening and then slow down right then instead of having to completely and totally spin out, burn out and hate your life. Again, no personal experience there. Okay, but seriously, soul nutrition, Kristen? I know, like, I just make up names, guys. You know this. 
you know how a green smoothie is going to make you feel better in an hour than those three chocolate bars, but you have to eat lots of chocolate bars before you actually believe that. Soul nutrition is the same way. Like You might feel like social media and continuous consumption of Netflix feeds your soul, but it probably just keeps you distracted from your own exhaustion. Soul nutrition leaves you feeling better without a single negative side effect. Not, I had sugar, I feel better, wee, followed by the need to take a nap and crash, but I feel better, let's do some shit. No bad things, no crashing, no activity-induced need to hide in a hole and nap. Expression is often a form of soul nutrition. Journaling, making, painting, doodling, tinkering, and creating in ways that are not required for your business or required for your job can do wonders. Generally experimenting and striking out in new ways will refill your tank. Driving with no particular end in mind is a lovely way to get some soul nutrition. Following the sparkle, magnificent soul nutrition. It's like it's all been building, right? Personally, painting helps me process what's going on internally, especially in the places where I don't have access to words for expression. Sometimes I paint layer by layer, a few minutes at a time on one canvas. Sometimes I paint in big batches on multiple canvases for longer periods of time. Sometimes I do both at the same time. Either way, I leave painting feeling clearer about what's going on internally. The art is a side effect of my own exploration. So what's your version of painting? What helps you explore your own depths and reconnect with your own being? Which activities leave you feeling uplifted, better, energized, satisfied, or filled up? Anything that just came to mind is the beginning of your cure for soul exhaustion. And I'll read them again. What helps you explore your own depths and reconnect with your own being? Which activities leave you feeling uplifted, better, energized, satisfied, or filled up? Typically, soul exhaustion doesn't clear in 30 seconds of focused attention or just by drinking an extra liter of water. It's often a blank space that we rush to fill instead of letting it do its work on us. We really want to rush this, but we can't. Soul exhaustion is begging for you to connect with what's going on at the deepest levels of yourself, and it will keep getting worse until you pay attention to it. The good news is that it responds quickly and shifts energy completely once you give it attention. Just because you've felt soul-tired for seven years doesn't mean it's going to take seven years to get your groove back. Energy can and will shift in really big swoops and without your knowing how it will unfold. It's fascinating that way. So don't despair. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a one-for-one -one scenario there. It can shift really quickly. To recap, eat some nutrition, hydrate, limit scroll time, layer routine and showering into your life and find ways to connect with your deepest self whenever possible. You don't have to live a half-life all the time. You don't have to be exhausted all the time. You don't have to hide behind busy and say your life is too full to pay attention to your soul. You can make time to take good, deep, quality care of yourself, and in so doing, you can lead others to the same sorts of deep-down freedom. As my future friend Rob Bell says, that's how you change the world, by entering into your own liberation and then passing that freedom and joy and liberation along. 
a poem to round this whole shizzy out. Eat an orange every morning, or maybe a banana, or at least a strawberry, to let your body remember the way food used to be, raised up by sunlight and ushered from the earth without much help from anyone, especially science. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, other things to talk about, you know where to find me in the comments on the Patreon or k at kristinkelp.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, for being a patron, and for doing the hard work of figuring out which kind of tired you are and what you're going to do about it. I can't wait to hear what you think of this, and I will see you in the comments. listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks let's not do that let's try something different this is a really simple format one gathering a month on the first tuesday of the month until the 2024 election so we're practicing the skills that we will need in november now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.